Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Pick Me and Nicole Smith Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning. We're supposed to take your passion, renew your mind, so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you and ask for you to build the big business. We're here coaching you every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't done this already, go ahead, share the call with others. They can dial in at 602-753-1848 or listen online with their smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, or Mac at blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. So we are um, just about to wrap up our series on how to make success your lifestyle. And I really want you to get this because many people are trying to create a lifestyle after um, the photos or, um, you know, the videos that they see, uh, whether in the news you know, the social media reels or even in magazines. Um, we don't really watch magazines anymore or read magazines anymore, I mean, but, you know, the things that you're watching that people who are most successful show you. And, you know, that's why even when I show my pictures, uh, the, the beautiful pictures and all this stuff, I always tell you the real deal. I never want you to get the idea that having success is a cakewalk. And the success that we're even having the access now that many people are not maxing out or taking to the full advantage, um, that in itself, that in itself, that we're not taking full advantage of the success you have access to needs a real review, a real assessment. Definitely work on your faith and and your your why, which has to be starting for your family and family families after you. But we're after a brighter future. That's what we want—a brighter future, but not just for ourselves, but the next generation. But we gotta serve our way, not sell our way to the top. I want us to go to the Lord. We're gonna give you two scriptures on today. And uh, the first is Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, and then we're going to go to Matthew 23 and 11. And I want us to go to the Lord together because um, serving is not a new concept. Serving is not a new concept, and I believe 
that our distaste for servitude um, has come from a place that the record hasn't been set straight. Uh-oh. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you made and we're glad and rejoice. We're here in the land of the living. Heavenly Father, we are just so gracious for your, for your mercy. We are so thankful just for the breath that you breathe into us. It gives us the opportunity to even pursue greater things for not only ourselves, but greater things for you as we want to serve you and your people, including our next generation. Help us understand the importance of putting in the work now for those who come after us later. Holy Spirit, we need your help because living in the now is a thing of the world and we're wanting both. We want to please and live in a world, but yet we say we want to please you. Help us know the difference and help us to be fruitful here in the earth that we will pursue the things of the kingdom and dominate the things here on earth. Let us operate every day as if Father is our master and not money. Let us make those power moves. We have no power without you. So we will decide in the depth of our souls to serve you in kingdom for the rest of our days. We honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, good morning, good morning, good morning. I am very excited to be here with you. Uh, good afternoon. I don't know where you're coming from. And serving is going to be the highest thing you can do. And when you understand that, success will become simple. Serving, highest thing you can do. Let's go to... Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. And the word of the Lord says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Telling you our our father is like he is so amazing. He's given us all of these keys to the kingdom. Matthew 23 and 11 says, The greatest among you will be your servant. We talked on the last episode about how certain things that we're doing, sometimes for our families or sometimes for even the people that we serve in business, that they may not even understand what you're doing and how you're doing. And it gets hard, even even for me. But 
in this straightaway of thinking and working toward making success your lifestyle. about the servitude that as far back, I don't know much about my great-grandmother. I don't know much about my great-grandmother. You might. Like your grandmother's mother. And I don't know much about my grandmother's mother-mother. I don't even know my grandfather on my mother's side or my grandfather on my father's side. I can only remember pictures of my grandmother on my father's side. So they've done or what they did not do, the ones who I don't know much about, but the one I do know about, which I am just so honored that out of 64 grandchildren, I was able to spend a lot of time with grandma. I probably, I don't know, maybe that's just in my little finite mind thinking I spent the most time, but that's what people would say because my, my grandmother helped my mom so much when she was going through hard times in her life. My grandma was my mother's rock. And my grandma was able to plan a way to America through serving in the homes of people while the Panama Canal was being built. She served in wealthy people's homes. You may have heard of the word Wardoff, but she served in one of their family members' homes. And so that means that my, my mother grew up part of her childhood living in a home where people considered my grandmother the maid. I thank God that my mom don't have bad memories of my grandmother serving because we know that sometimes people are the servants are treated as the least. Hence us, many who are African-American who listen to how I start your day. I'm an American woman. I am an African-American woman. The reason why I say African-American women, woman is because the African preceded the American, but my grandmother served. Our great, 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 great parents served unwillingly, some of them had no clue that that's what their life was going to be. Let's think about the first slaves who probably were dominating in their land and living in this beautiful land, and then they now were captured and they had to now serve. And for hundreds of years, and, and, and we go back into some of them escaped into the West Indies or the Caribbean where Obviously, some of my ancestors had to go through and to Jamaica, where my, my, my grandmother ended up being born in Jamaica. And um, I'm sorry, my mind is a very visual mind, and I'm kind of going into 
the pictures in my mind of me now seeing my grandmother who after she served in the homes of people, cooking, cleaning, taking care of other people's children. And my mom was there with her for many of those years. And then when my mom got to a certain age of eight years old, my grandmother had to send my mom back to Jamaica to be raised partly by my mother's, my grandmother's sister, my great aunt, who the rest of my grandmother's children who were older were already there. My mom goes there and her being the youngest um, sibling with a different father, um, she has a lot of memories of her being pretty much treated like the servant. She had to serve, and it's okay. This is what we do. You know, that's why we don't, we don't see hard work as something bad. We see hard work as that's what you have to do to plan for your future. And so my mom, now by 16, came to the States, and her first job was serving, again, as what they would have called her as the maid or the nanny by this time and taking care of other people's children. And so, you know, growing up in a house where your parents or your mom was a servant, you know, knowing how to cook, clean, take care of house in a West Indian family is just what you learn how to do. You better know how to do that. And so you serve your family first. And then now you do everything else after. Now, I didn't know that that waking up with prayer, then going, taking care of house, doing what you got to do, then you go out and you go to work or you whatever. I didn't know that those were some really good habits that would take me all the way into business. It's about what you did first, the priorities. But when we start now talking about in servitude, uh, in, in life, in business, I think that um, and I hear people, hey, I'm not a slave. And I've even said, I'm not a slave. I am a servant. I know who I am. But when we're thinking that we're serving other people, that it's too much of a bother to go through rejection or too much of a bother to, to do your DMO, your daily method of operation, and get through until you can find somebody to serve, it's too heavy of a burden. Our future generations are going to pay handsomely. All I can think about is that if my grandmother didn't serve, and obviously she was able, we say, knock up, she was able to gather money enough that she came into the States and um, she came in through New York and then came in through, and then we ended up in a small city called Hartford, Connecticut. And my grandma was able to mortgage a home, considered a nice home in, in those days, and our family was close-knit. My uncle, I talked to you guys about him. He did a lot of entrepreneur stuff, but he loved the party life. He had the clubs, the bars, the um, package stores, and he had little grocery stores too, bodegas. But when I think about my grandmother, even then, all she ever did was, again, she served her family. And she'd wake up every morning at 6 a.m. for prayer, and I would see her do that, and then at lunchtime, she goes in her room to her altar, lock her door, and she prayed. And then now she go down and lock her door around 11 p.m., and then she goes back up and she prays before bed. And in between that, she was still serving. She was watching other people's children still. She had, like, the side hustle of the babysitter, you know, the in-home babysitter. And I can remember kids coming through my grandmother's house that she pretty much helped to raise. So serving is all I saw. 
And she was doing all of that while still making breakfast for my mom's kids. My mom would sometimes stop by in the morning and drink what we call porridge, whether it was cornmeal porridge, oatmeal, cream of wheat. And sometimes she had two or three different pots on the stove because she know I love oatmeal and, and my mom liked the cornmeal and my brother might like the cream of wheat. And she, that was a big pot of porridge. And when you think about porridge, I'm sorry. When I think about that, on how inexpensive that was, that was so invaluable for our family. When I begin to really understand the power of servitude, I say, I'll be darned. If I came out of ancestry of slavery, then made, and I'm not going to do nothing with this life. In this world today, we think servants are the least, so much so that when people came in and I ended up having helpers in my home, and that was nothing glamorous. It was because I ended up with a single, I was a single family, single parent family with fathers who were incarcerated, and I ended up with people to help me. I treated them like gold because they were helping me. They weren't my maids. And now we have people that come in and clean our home, and I can hear our our housekeeper. She's saying, hey, Nicola, and she doesn't look like me, but she serves, and she does well. And she said, Nicola, I just bought my first home in America. She says, do you have anything I can put in my home, and I said, sure, V, you're going to come, and we're going to go down there, you're going to just pick out whatever you want. We have some things. I'm like, you're going to pick whatever you want. And I go back, and I say, look at what my grandparents set up for me. Look at what my grandmother set up for me. People have the wrong idea about grinding it out for your future. Serving and giving is true living. If you understood that, success would be just so simple. Instead, call it out. See people who are shepherds and they're looking to be served. Serving is beneath. Our servitude is not only when we speak the word of God, we got to get in the trenches, roll up our sleeves, and show people that hard work is the way to freedom. And then you get that money and you put that money to work hard for you. But you got to have a foundation before you have a future. There's so many cracks in how we build our lives today. That's definitely nowhere near the way that God thought or intended for us. I was interviewed yesterday for, for a very prominent newspaper out of New York, a young lady who came from African descent, and her and I are talking. She's a millennial, and the whole idea is about how many millennials are going back home to live with their parents during the pandemic because 
the system has definitely had the buy-in to go into college and coming out with tons of debt and then go back and, and go look for jobs who they already knew wasn't going to be there when they finished. Some sort of way about things like network marketing, that it's a scam. Now, I'm not one of those that rag on the system. I don't get anything out of that. I'm just one that gives people the information real as it is. They're going back home with tons of debt, less than perfect credit, no money or even ideas about how money works. And now during the downturn of the economy, they have no clue, even though they thought that they were carrying books to be smart. And we have the nerve to not reach out to them or position for them or create or be examples for them. And when I'm talking to her, she never heard of the gig economy. She never really heard of network marketing. All she know of is, oh, becoming an entrepreneur, you can get a lash business or sell hair. Even the whole industry where people are becoming millionaires, the industry that they've become the most self-made millionaires. She had no clue about it. How are we doing a great job? I can't touch everyone. She had no clue. She said, and what did you call that again? A gig economy? I said, have you ever gotten in an Uber or a Lyft? Yeah. I said, did you know that those entrepreneurs, they work for themselves? They don't work for Uber or Lyft. She said, oh, I realized that. I said, those are their own cars most of the time unless they're renting it or purchasing it from Uber. I didn't know that. The world, the market of how you're going to make money is nowhere near what you went to school for. Do you realize that? I said, but there are things that you did learn that you can use, but you need to research entrepreneurship. She's a journalist. She's a researcher. Said, there's so many businesses you can even do, even with the skills you have. There's small business owners who need copywriters and they need people to write content for them and they need people to, to help them organize their thoughts so that they can communicate effectively what it is they have to offer or serve people with. Did you know that? She's like, oh. Educating is serving. Just selling by buy my stuff. Here's what I have. There's no passion or purpose in what you do. You keep chasing paper and not helping people. The next generation attached to you. Attached to you. could be lost. What I would give my grandmother to see, how all that, she yelled, whatever you didn't do, she'd yell at me, and then a few hours later, she'd come sit down here. And I'm sitting down, and I'm reading with her, and she's looking at me through the corner of her eye, cutting her eye at me for something I probably did, and then next thing you know, she give me this big hug. and telling me to behave myself. For what I would give. 
for her to see this red gal. That's what she called me. For her to see this red gal because I had higher <laughs> higher color skin than most of her grandkids. To see what she laid out to me. And we start closing out this in the next episode about what you do every day. Hopefully your mind is primed that this has never been about you and it's definitely not only for you. You're not doing enough. You're not doing all you can. But when you do, when you do, boy, what change you'll make for not only now but for the future generations to come. I love you. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.